This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 151. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 151. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day. Because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. Okay, sometimes a brilliant idea strikes me and I get really excited about it. And that happened today. So I love the idea of organizing content and I like things that are formatted and structured and systematic. So today it occurred to me that there's this thing that I could do every month at the beginning of the month where I could organize some information for you all that would actually be a really helpful way for me to create content every month, a helpful way for you to kick off every month, and a helpful way for you to maybe institute a practice of, this could be different things for different people, but it might be along the lines of journaling, it might be along the lines of meditation, it might be just along the lines of like having some consciousness around the month. But here's my idea, and here's what we're doing, we're starting it today. We're going to start to do three things to think about for the first Monday episode of every month. So this is the first Monday episode in August. So today we have three things to think about in August. And then in September, we'll have three things to think about in September on the first Monday of September. So, and we'll do that every month and it'll be three things. And what you can do with these three things is you can take some notes if you want to, and then you can use these three things as just things to be mindful of throughout the month. You can use them as journaling prompts if you want. I'm actually going to give you some ideas of things that you might want to use for journaling prompts. And when I say journaling, it doesn't need to be like writing big long essays and like dear diary. It can be just like keeping a little notebook of bullet lists or however you organize information. This could also be just things for you to think about when you maybe are, if you have some time to meditate in the morning or just have time to like have quiet time and processing time for yourself where you're like, okay, like I just want to think about like focus on what do I need to do this week or what do I need to be thinking about this month for myself, for our family, what have you. 
So it's just kind of a way for me to organize some content and give you a little bit of direction in terms of where you want to go in any given month and how that relates to the bigger, grander scheme of the year. Because sometimes what happens is we are caught up in what we have to get done in a day. And then all of a sudden we're like, holy cow, it's like Christmas Eve and I haven't even gotten Christmas gifts yet. So time escapes us. And my goal in doing this at the beginning of a month is to give you a little bit of a heads up, like here's what might be going on for you this month based on where we are on the calendar year and some things you might want to start thinking about. So for example, during August, there's maybe some things you want to start thinking about as you're thinking about back to school transitions. So I'm going to be giving you some ideas around that. So that's kind of where what we're going to do with this whole three things to think about. And we're going to kick it off today for August. So three things to think about in August. Number one, my first question for you, and actually All three of these things are questions today. So my first one is what more do you want out of your summer? So I want you to think about, I know a lot of you did like I did, you did summer bucket lists. And as you all know, if you listen to the summer bucket list episode, we did a family bucket list, Vinny and I did, and my husband, who was not super involved in it, but it was mostly Vinny and me making this bucket list. Then I made my bucket list. So Vinny's bucket list is like family stuff for the three of us. And then my bucket list is things that's mostly just stuff for me. We've done a great job of cruising through Vinny's bucket list items. Not shocking that my bucket list has not had nearly as many things crossed off. So I'm definitely looking at, I was just looking at it this morning, like, hmm, where do I need to like take some action this month to make sure I get done the things that I really wanted for myself this summer? So you can be thinking about some of those items when you think about what more do you want out of summer. You can also be thinking about making trades for your time or really organizing your time. So one of the things I'm doing is I'm really trying to block time for work on certain days so that I have other days to have more freedom. And so for example, next week, I want to go on one of Vinny's field trips with his class. He's been in school year round, which is such a godsend. And so they're doing a field trip next Friday. We're going to be out of town on Monday. And so that gives me Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to really work. And so I'm being really careful about how I structure my time next week for those three days so that it allows me to take that extra day off on Friday to do a class field trip with his class. So I'm looking forward to that. This week, I've been really mindful of structuring my time because I know that I'm going to be gone on Friday. And then also I want to take about a half day off one day because there's a bunch of things I need to go do that are basically like summer shopping things. Like I want to go to Target and not have any limits on my time because to me that is heaven. Like I just want to like wander the aisles and see what's there. And you know how it is with Target, right? And I honestly, I actually go to Target like twice a year because it's not super close and convenient to me. So it's a big deal for me. So like I want to like take a half of a day to like go to Target. I might take myself to lunch afterwards. So I've been really careful with my time this week and blocked other things so that I can have time off to enjoy and kind of do some of the things that I want to do that are a little more specific to summer and specific to enjoyment. So that's where I'm making some trades with my time. I'm also creating space by clearing unnecessary items from my calendar. And so I'm being really conscientious of doing, especially with summer, in Seattle, summer's very limited in terms of when we actually, you know, we get like maybe eight weeks of sun, sometimes a little bit more if we're really lucky. So I'm very aware of there's a limited amount of time that we get sun. So I'm really making use of that right now. I can't work out because I had surgery recently, which I will be doing a whole podcast episode on soon to tell you all about the surgery because it's been a very interesting life experience. But with that, I can't work out for a while. So I'm also making time to do two walks a day right now. So I'm doing like two 20 minute or so walks. 
Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. So that's been a concession for my time, because that means that's two 20-minute breaks I'm taking in my day to go and do these walks in the sun, which has been glorious. I'm loving it. But it's also like two interruptions to my workflow, which is not a bad thing. It's just that... I'm having to be conscientious of that use of time. So things I'm taking out of the schedule, I'm actually not spending as much time on some of my stuff right now for some of my other writing activities that I usually do during the week. I'm kind of pushed some of those aside to make time for summer activities. I've also been a little less diligent on like my early morning reading. But today, like today, I went out and sat on the deck and read after I took Vinny to school, I sat on the deck and read for about 20 minutes. So again, like maximizing time in the sun So rather than getting up extra early to do my reading, I'm actually sleeping in a little bit later, trying to heal from the surgery and then going and reading in the sun after Vinny goes to school for about 20 minutes before I jump into my inbox and start doing emails. So I'm just making trades on my time and also creating space by shifting things around a little bit so that I can really be doing the things that I want to be doing. So enjoying the sun, capitalizing on the sun, making sure that I'm getting things done off of my bucket list, making sure that we're getting things done off of Vinny's bucket list. So being aware of what more do I want to squeeze out of these final weeks of summer and these final weeks of sun here in Seattle. So I want you to be thinking of that as well. And that might be something that you sit and you make a little list. Maybe you did a summer bucket list and you just need to make a little side list of the things that are remaining on there to make sure you get them done. Maybe you didn't do a summer bucket list, but you're like, oh, wow, like, you know, we really wanted to do like a camp out or a barbecue or a trip to the beach or whatever your thing might be. Maybe you want to like take your kids back to school shopping and make that a big thing, depending on the age of your kids. Like luckily, Vinny doesn't care about back to school shopping. I'm getting everything on clearance at Old Navy when they have their Labor Day sale. But depending on the ages of your kids and what they want to do before summer's over, 
there's definitely going to be some things that you probably want to make sure you get done. So at the beginning of August, you want to be thinking about those things. You don't want to be thinking of them like three days before school starts like, oh, shoot, we didn't do this and we didn't do that. And how are we going to squeeze it in all on Labor Day weekend? So the other piece of this, number two, the second thing I want you thinking about is what are you doing just for you? I've talked a lot about summer in terms of it's really easy to make summer all about the family and all about the kids, which I totally get. You want to do all the fun kid things and the fun family things. And that's why it's been easy for us to cross the stuff off of Vinny's bucket list, because these are the fun family things that we've really prioritized as a family. And we got on the calendar really early on in the summer. So it hasn't been hard to get these things done. When you look at my sad little list of 20 things, and I think I've done like three and a half of my 20. (laughs) So you can see that it's so much harder to prioritize your own stuff, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. And so what do you really want to do that's just for you before this month is done? A couple things here. So what I'm doing is I'm looking at my bucket list and I'm cutting some of my goals in half. And so some of my things were like, I'm a good example is that I wanted to read in the sun every day that is sunny. Well, I haven't done that every day that's sunny. So now I'm like, okay, I want to read in the sun like twice a week, you know, every week for the next four weeks. That's cutting that goal in half, which means I can still cross that off my list at the end of summer and feel really enthusiastic about it instead of being like, oh, I'm just not going to do that. So I'm making some concessions on my summer bucket list to make sure that I still get in some. I would rather get in 50% of the goal than 0% of the goal. And I'm actually reading a book right now by Jonathan Acoff called Finish. He's brought up this concept of cutting your goals in half and what your perception is of that sense of completion and how powerful that is. So I'm actually like, this is something I was reading about this morning in my 20 minutes on the deck. I love this idea of instead of just saying like, oh, I'm going to cancel that goal for the summer, or, you know, just like pretend that's not even on my bucket list. Instead, I'm just going to cut it in half and I'm going to do half of the thing. And that still is like way better than zero of the thing. So where can you cut things in half so that you can still get some of that enjoyment and still get that sense of completion and that sense of that you did something for yourself that was just for you? Also, if you don't even know what you want to do for yourself before the end of summer, because this has come up in our Shameless Mom Summer Self-Care Club, that where every Friday I ask the moms in the group, I say, what are you doing this weekend that's just for you? And it can be something that is like one minute, it can be 10 minutes, it can be a couple hours, it can be a whole day, it can be the whole weekend. Like you, there are no limits to this. There's no rules. But what is one thing that you're going to do this weekend that's just for you? And one of the moms said last week, she's like, I don't even know what I want to do that's just for me. She's like, here's some fun family things we're doing that I'm totally looking forward to. Why can't those count? And she had some valid points, some really great points. Like they were doing some fun family things and those are great. But here's the thing. You don't want to get to the point where you can't even identify like what do you love to do that's just for you? Because that's not a good place to be long-term. You don't want to not be able to identify with your own needs. That's not a healthy place to be long-term. So my suggestion to her was to set a timer for like 10 minutes. It could even be three minutes. Like it can be a very short amount of time. Set a timer, get a piece of paper and just start creating a list and have a goal of creating over time, a goal of creating a list of 25 things that you would like to do just for you that would last from anywhere from one minute to one week. So it could be like reading the newspaper, going to the bathroom alone, going for a walk, taking a bath, going out for girls night, going out for date night, you know, doing a weekend away with my husband. So it can be 
anything from very small scale to rather grand scale and just start brainstorming a list and make it a complete brain dump. So you're just like writing things down as they come to your head. No judgment. No like, oh, I kind of don't want to do that. I kind of do want to do it. Just like if it comes to your mind, write it down and set a timer. You'd be amazed even if you did like a three minute timer, you'd be amazed at how many things you would get down. So do that a few times with the same running list where you just add to it every time over the course of a week. You could literally do like three, three minute timers over the course of a week and have your list of 25 things. You might even have a list of like 50 hundred things. You'd be shocked. And you can also start noticing little things that you hadn't even thought of. So it's initially you're like, Manny Petty, go shopping alone. Like there's going to be things that come to you where you're like, oh, I haven't done this in a long time, or these are my kind of standard go-to things. But you'll eventually start thinking of other things and be like, oh, actually, like I've really wanted to read a book or join a book club or find a knitting circle. Like you'll start to think of things that you hadn't really considered before that maybe somewhere at some point in the last six to 12 months, like someone mentioned something, you were like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. So it makes you start practicing thinking about things that are just for you. So it's a really powerful tool to just start to keep this running list and make yourself sit down with a timer a few times to work on this list. So that's number two. Number three what do you need to do now for September? So the reason I'm picking this as number three is because September is a huge transition month. I think for families, September is the biggest month of the year. So in my fitness world, January is the biggest month of the year. As a gym owner, it's like a big month. It's a big thing. I always have to be like on my A game in January because that's when people come like crawling out of the woodwork. Interestingly, because I serve so many moms at my gym, September is actually an equally big month for us. September, I think generally for most gyms is like a close second to January. But for me, because I serve so many moms, it's about the same as January. So what I want you to be thinking about for September is September is a huge transition month for families because kids are going back to school and sometimes kids are changing schools or maybe they're entering kindergarten or maybe they're starting college. So there's all sorts of transitions that happen in September. A lot of times parents are shifting things in their work schedule based on what's going on with the school schedule. Maybe you're integrating into a new job after the kids have been home for years, or maybe you are integrating into being an empty nester after the kids have been home for years. So there's all sorts of things that happen in September where we just very much program ourselves to kind of hit reset. It's also where like a lot of those kind of wonky summer weekends have now been played out, which I love the wonky summer weekends. But after like, you know, three or four day weekends in the summer, which are awesome at the time, you're just like, oh, I'm just ready for like Monday through Friday, normal routine. So things start to really shift when you hit September and you want to be thinking now about what is that going to look like for you and what do you need to do? So just again, a brainstorm list. So you can see here, like all these things I'm talking about, you could just have a little notebook where you're just kind of keeping some running lists of things here. But again, brainstorming, what are the changes that are going to be happening for the kids come September? What are the changes that are going to be happening for you? And what can you do now to start putting things in place to make those transitions simple, easy, fluid, joyful, and even putting words around the transition, like really thinking, you know, sitting down and thinking, what do I want this transition to be like in September? Do I want it to be peaceful? Do I want it to be joyful? Do we want it to be fun? Do we want it to be exciting versus just like hectic and chaotic and exhausting and overwhelming? And you can see how it could really go either way. So if you do a little planning, it can be more in that like peaceful, fun, exciting mode. And if you don't do any planning, it quickly, easily becomes this like mad rush to just get things done and get things ready. So really think about what you want that to be like. And especially if you have a kid about to make a transition, I know this is so important for us with Vinny who does struggle with transitions. 
It's so important for us to have things like set up in advance and talk a lot about like what's coming up and next you're going to this classroom and this is what it's going to be like and here's your teacher's going to be and let's go check out your cubby early, which we can do in his school because it operates in the summer so we can go visit the new classroom in advance. Let's go talk to the new teachers. Let's get your backpack. Let's get your lunchbox. Like we do all those kinds of things pretty far in advance so that he can start anticipating that transition which is really helpful for him and he can get pretty pumped up about it, which that made a huge difference in our transition last year. We'd really struggled with transitions before that. So his transition last year when he went into the four-year-old classroom was a million times better than any of our other transitions. And he's already really excited for his transition for next year into the five-year-old classroom, which will be his pre-K class, which is called the yellow room. So he's super excited to go to the yellow room. We've already been talking about what that's going to look like, how that's going to work. For us, this is going to be interesting because we're actually going to be in Europe when his classroom changes. And so he's going to be coming back and the classroom situation will have already changed and he'll be entering the classroom a little bit late. And so we've talked to the teacher about like what that transition will look like. What do we need to kind of plan for in advance? How can we prepare him for that? So we're looking at all of that. In addition, I'm looking at what will my schedule be like come September and how will it be different than summer? Because I will definitely be a little bit more back into full-time work mode. Last year, I went from having Vinny in school four days a week to five days a week. So that was a transition for me. So this year I'm looking at, he'll still be five days a week this year, but I'm looking at like, what day am I going to pull him one morning to do gymnastics? Am I going to pull him one afternoon to do swimming, which I did last year. So I'm looking at what that's going to look like and getting those things booked and set up. Also talking to him about like, do you want to do these things? Cause like he's all about gymnastics and he's totally not all about swimming, even though he's a He's a great swimmer. He does really well, but he also has a little bit of anxiety around going to swimming lessons. So we're starting to talk about those things as well, figuring those things out. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clux. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clux, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not 
my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. And then lastly, really looking within what do you need to do now for September, looking at what you want versus what you need. And so there's going to be things that you need to have put in place. So like, you know, before and after childcare or the whatever, the lunch system or pre-booking hot lunches and things like that, that like you have to have in place, but also thinking about what you want. And so here are some great things to be thinking about. When September hits, what do you want your morning routine to look like? What do you want your nighttime routine to look like? Those are like the two biggest things. What do you want the mornings and the evenings to look like? Do you want to start thinking about this now so that you can actually be like super fired up about it and ready to roll come September? Do you want your mornings to look like you get up before the kids and have some time to yourself? So maybe you're getting up, you know, 30, 40 minutes earlier than you do now to have a little time to maybe do some journaling, do some meditation, do some working out, just having some time to yourself before the kids wake up before things get chaotic? Do you want evenings to look like, okay, like, you know, before bedtime at eight o'clock, like the kids are in the kitchen making lunches for themselves so that I don't have to do that anymore. Are there things that you could outsource a little bit to make the system of the next school year look a little different? So what do you want that evening routine to look like? I always have a goal of making lunches the night before, which I've totally like slipped on over the summer. And I've been making them more in the mornings over the summer, which hasn't been bad because I kind of have it systematized in the morning and I just basically stand in the ref- <laughs> I stand in the refrigerator with Winnie's bento box and just like dump things into compartments. But I know come next year, I want to be more diligent about our morning routine. You guys, I have to start practicing for kindergarten because right now we roll into school. We live across the street from his school and we are the last people in the entire school to arrive every day out of five classrooms of families. <laughs> we are the last ones to arrive and we're supposed to be there at nine like no later than like 9, 10 and we're rolling in at like 9, 12. I'm like, come on, Vinny, we got to go. Hurry up <laughs> across the street, up the hill. And so I know for kindergarten, we're going to need to be out the door a lot earlier and we're also going to have to go further than across the street from our house. So I'm really aware of trying to systematize our mornings next year a little differently to get us in a better morning routine. I feel like we have a strong morning routine. We just need to like shift it all a little earlier. So working on that so that when kindergarten hits and we have to be at school at like 8, 8, 15, that we will be ready to roll with that because right now that would be a really dramatic and traumatic change for us. So thinking about what you need, because these are things you're going to need. And then also thinking about what you want. Like I know for me, I want time to get up in the morning and have some peace and quiet to either read and or journal. And then I want my time to exercise. And that is like always non-negotiable for me. So that will definitely be part of our morning routine. So I probably am going to shift all that stuff to about 6am, which is about 10 to 20 minutes earlier than I've been doing it. Definitely earlier than I've been doing it this summer and earlier than I was doing it last year at the end of the school year as well. So this summer, it's been more like 6.20, 6.30. At the end of the school year last year, it was like 6.10, 6.20. So I want to bump everything to like six o'clock and just, again, have a little bit more of a cushion in the morning and also have a little bit more peaceful time. So I'm really looking forward to that. So I'm getting myself excited about that now. Also looking forward to having Vinny have more control over his evening routine as he gets a little bit older. Like he doesn't need for us to do so much for him in the evening. So we're looking into that as well. In terms of what I want personally, I'm looking at how I want to structure my time come September. Like 
you know, I have him in school five days a week. That means I'm working. What do I want those work hours to look like? How am I going to be formatting that time and structuring, splitting that time between my work for the gym, my work for the podcast and for you guys, things like along those lines. So lots of things determining what I want and what I need. And what happens here when you take some time to filter through this now is that you can identify what you want and actually build it into the system rather than just getting to September and just knocking out the things that you need because the things that need to happen are going to happen, but the things that you want to happen are going to easily quickly fall by the wayside if you're not really proactive and conscientious of them as you move towards September. So thinking about what September is going to look like for you, what do you need to do now for that to be a really positive transition, simple transition, again, something that is a little bit fun, exciting, hopefully peaceful, not chaotic, not stressful, not overwhelming to your family. So those are your three things to think about in August. What more do you want out of this summer? What are you doing that's just for you for the rest of this month? And what do you need to do now to plan for September and that back to school transition? Okay, so if this was helpful, please let me know. I'm very excited about doing this from month to month, and I would love ideas of things. You know, if you want to add one of your three things to think about for September, feel free to shoot me an email. Feel free to shoot me feedback on this topic and this new concept because I'm kind of excited about it. I love having like scheduled content like this where we kind of all know what we're going to be getting into. So if you have any feedback, you can email me at info at shamelessmom.com. And I hope this episode was helpful. Please feel free to share it out if you know other people who are just trying to kind of grasp get their heads wrapped around like, oh my gosh, it's August already. And there's just a little bit of summer and then we're back into the swing of things. So feel free to share this episode. You can go to shamelessmom.com and click on episode 151 to get a link to this episode. You can also always share from our social media channels over on Instagram and Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy. If this is your first time listening, know that we do have new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So do come back in just a couple days for a fantastic interview on Wednesday. And you can subscribe to the show and never miss an episode if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will take you into iTunes where you can subscribe to the show. So all of our episodes will immediately be downloaded onto your device. And while you're there, you can leave a five-star review. We have lots of new reviews, which is so fun and exciting when I go over and see new reviews and I get to read through them and pick them. I love picking out listener reviews to share on episodes to just inspire other listeners and let other mamas know what we're all about. So I really appreciate those reviews. It really helps other women who are looking for podcasts know what our show is all about and know if it will meet their needs and hold their attention. So I really appreciate you leaving a few kind words about your experience with the Shameless Mom Academy. So thank you for listening. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic August. I'm excited to share this month with you as we get rolling. And no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're gonna talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.